this high definition action system and these six important things that 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 I'm really high on, they eliminate that because emotionally and psychologically, what happens is you have a track record. You have this sense of man, I, you know what, I am giving my all, and I've got proof. Look at this list. I'm giving everything I've got, and when you give that, and when you know you've just drained yourself to the dregs, and you have physical value uh, validation of that, then there's something really powerful that happens inside of you. And instead of feeling like a fraud, you feel you have this sense of confidence. And that confidence attracts other people to you. It allows them to trust you more. and allows them to buy into your stuff more. And it allows you to feel, A, it allows you to accelerate your success. Remember, we're talking about having drastic quantum leaps. And how does that happen? Well, it happens through these kinds of processes, these, you know, and this is one of the steps that you take. Welcome to another Live with Roy interview where you can listen in absolutely free as I, Roy Fur, interview the world's leading experts on information marketing and publishing, internet marketing, copywriting, selling, business success, and a whole lot more. You can browse the entire Live with Roy archives, download past calls, and join us to get first priority notification as soon as new interviews are available, all by visiting www.livewithroy.com. Again, the address is www.livewithroy.com. Now let's tune in for another exciting interview. Hello, and welcome to another Live with Roy interview. This is Roy Fur, and I'm excited about today's guest. You're going to be excited about today's guest. His name, well, I'll hold off on, on his name for just a moment until I tell you a little bit more about him. Uh, he's a, a copywriter and marketing consultant whose client list is uh, enormous and includes Agora Publishing, Early to Rise, Nightingale Conan, AWAI, or American Writers and Artists, Perry Marshall, Microsoft, Google, Corel Software, Sony, Verizon, General Motors, Boy Scouts of America, Blue Cross and Blue Shield, a whole bunch of nonprofits, and too many other clients to uh, count. Uh, he's one of the most visible marketers and copywriters today. His energy is absolutely infectious, uh, and, and, and aside from, from his energy being just just pure motivation. Uh, he always has great insight on, on whatever topic he's, he's talking about, and it's clear that he's, he's thought it through, he's, he's drawn from many sources, and he's giving you the best of the best. Uh, it, my guest has been working on a secret project for the last few years, and uh, the purpose of this project is really to carry on the legacy of Napoleon Hill, who wrote Think and Grow Rich. You're probably well familiar with him. It's one of the most best-selling, one of the best-selling uh, personal development and wealth-building books of all time. And and he's going to teach you today how to rapidly transform your financial life to go from where you are to much greater emotional, psychological, spiritual, and yes, monetary wealth in the next few months. Uh, so without further ado, Joshua Boswell, I want to welcome you to a Live with Roy interview. Roy, that was quite an introduction. Thank you very much. So I, I uh, gosh, I don't know what to say. <laughs> I appreciate it. <laughs> Well, how about how about let's just dive in. Um, okay. And 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 I want to spend some time today because this is this is something that that you've talked to me about in private conversations for 
years that you've really been been working, um, you know, in the in in the same way that Napoleon Hill did to work with with people who who had achieved uh, what might be seen as extreme success, and and to identify kind of common uh, thought patterns, behavioral patterns, you know, what these people do uh, consistently among them that that contributes to their success. So what? What got you started on this journey in the first place? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, it, it actually, I was listening to a program uh, by Napoleon Hill, and he says in there that of the, you know, his, his Think and Grow Rich stemmed really from uh, interviews with 500 of the wealthiest men and women of his day, which was early 1900s. And as he looked at these 500 men in this uh, program that I was listening to by him, he later said, what I found is there was only two, only two out of those 500 that he would consider to be truly successful. In other words, they hadn't, in his words were, they had not paid too much for their money. And so, you know, they had gotten money. They had become rich and wealthy. Um, he had documented the secrets of how they had done that. But in that process of getting that wealth, they had either lost family or health or relationships or uh, spirituality or, you know, all these other facets of life that are so important, and it becomes so singularly focused on, on just having monetary wealth that they had blown the rest of their life. And that comment really bothered me because, well, frankly, Roy is like, I really want to be wealthy. You know, it's like, oh, man, well, I want to be wealthy, but if I only study from Think and Grow Rich and a lot of the contemporary uh, studies out there, it's like, oh, well, so what he's saying is my odds are, you know, 500 to 2, basically, that I'm going to become really wealthy, but I'm also going to, like, lose my soul and my family and my health and everything else that's important to me. Well, like, that didn't sound that cool. I mean, I did not that, – that was not that attractive. So I thought there's got to be another way to go about this because I know people who have what I would say have it all, you know, like they've got wealth but they also have all the other things. And what's even more interesting is I knew people who had done that not over a period of years and years and years, but they had created a really an extraordinary lifestyle in a fairly short period of time. Most of the people that I studied found a, a, a really powerful tipping point, a, a major transition point in their life um, to where they went from struggling and hitting the wall and having a hard time to really having it all within like a six to 12 month period of time. So that's what got me started on this. I was fascinated by that concept of not just becoming rich, but becoming truly wealthy, Napoleon Hill's term, truly wealthy and having it all. So that's yeah, what well, got A lot of people come from a lot of different backgrounds when they when they come to that decision and if you don't mind me asking was there kind of a I I, I heard it said once that that um most people are, are successful who who are successful uh had somebody in their lives that expressed an extreme level of doubt about that person's ability to be successful and and a large amount of the motivation for for building whether it's financial success or another type of success was 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 almost to prove 
the doubters wrong or to to right what they felt was was a wrong that they had experienced uh, early in life. If you don't mind me asking, was there was there early motivation for you, or is this something you know you grew up middle class and and you just wanted to have more, or or what? I'm, yeah, it's a great question, and you're right. There, um, that is a common element, um, and yes, <laughs> I share that common element with other people. My motivation really began um, back. I mean, my most clear memory is when I was nine years old, um, and there's a lot of story behind this, but we'll just pick up when I was nine. I was sitting in a station wagon uh, with imitation wood paneling that wouldn't go up hills very good because the engine didn't have that great of compression. <laughs> and um, we're, we're sitting in this station wagon at the side of the road, and my mom and my dad are on the side of the road yelling at each other and and a half hour before that they had also been in a fight my dad had walked out of the house and so we were all in the station wagon because we went to go find him and and my mom i don't know why but my mom had piled us all in the car i guess she wanted us to see the drama you know i'm still not sure on that point but so there we are and this argument between my parents ends up in my dad walking away and i remember sitting there thinking like there's my dad walking away. And uh, from that day, he basically disappeared. We had no idea where he was for the next five years. Well, that oh, wow. plunged, yeah, that plunged my family into, my, you know, I have five siblings. So my mom, single mom, no education, no background and everything, had to start figuring out how to, uh, you know, support these six young children uh, on her own. And, um, all of those years of watching my mom struggle, all those years of being without a father, not knowing whether he was dead or alive or where he was at, um, my brother added a twist to it because he became a severe um, drug um, addict and alcoholic. And so that threw this whole twist of, you know, the family coming in and out of rehabilitation centers for my brother and group therapy and family therapy and um, you know, so so this whole string of events led to a great deal of uh, constant financial uncertainty, um, constant emotional uncertainty, constant like, uh, you know, when when's my brother going to come home high next? When are the police going to show up next? So all of those dynamics that go along with that, I can't say I had the worst childhood in the world, but there was a lot of that. And yeah. it really, it like etched into my soul this feeling of like I don't want to live that way I don't want to raise my children that way I really wanted to break the cycle now the interesting thing too is my grandpa um, on both sides my grandparents my grandfathers I should say on both sides were um, severe alcoholics and had issues I had um, other relatives that had committed suicide and been involved with adultery and you know, disloyalty of various different things. Uh, most of my siblings have sort of jail time. You know, so it's like as I looked around my life, I saw the sort of the dark side. I saw the other side. Now, a lot of people do that and have this sense of, well, that's the way life is, and they just fall into that same pattern. And I, for some reason, I wanted to break the chain so bad. All I saw around me in my bloodline, what I perceived was losers, like, they, they're losing financially, they're losing spiritually, they're losing emotionally, they're losing mentally. 
I don't want to be that way. <laughs> Absolutely. I really don't want to be a loser. <laughs> so, <laughs> and and you come so we, to that decision of 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 there has to be a better way. Yeah, yeah. And the spark of that, that sense of there has to be a better way, actually stems from uh, my mom got involved with Amway uh, when I was a teenager. It's, you know, multi-level, trying to figure out how to make some money for the family. And Amway is notorious for, you know, books, tapes, and functions, like positive motivation. And, you know, you, when you're driving down the road, you'd listen to tapes and it was tapes back then, not CDs, uh, not even MP3s, you know, actual physical cassette tapes. But, you know, so we'd drive around, and my mom would listen to this stuff, and I'm not sure how much stuck with any of the rest of my family, but somewhere in all that, this idea of being financially free and having it all in life started sticking on my brain. That was also where I was first introduced to Napoleon Hill's work. So, okay, um, okay. Yeah. So, uh, it, 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 it's 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 abundantly clear, I guess, at this point where where the motivation came from, and and then you were you were you were you were brought into the world of of Napoleon Hill and 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 wealth consciousness, and um, yeah. and 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 you said that that basically for the last two decades or so, you've been immersing yourself in these concepts and connecting with people to to learn more and you've you've come to a point where you've where where after after hours upon hours upon hours of conversations with people who who not only have achieved financial success but have done it in a in a balanced way you've come to 12 steps um yeah and 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 this isn't uh, you know, it, it's a different kind of twelve-step program. Um, it, it, it's it, it's twelve steps that that you can achieve, that you can use. You know, and when I say you, it's it's you, Joshua, or it's me, Roy, or it's 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 anybody else that you know. Essentially, regardless of circumstances, because a lot of people that have these big successes come from circumstances that you would never expect. There's there's no silver spoons. Um, yeah. But it's it's twelve steps that you can use to achieve a, a complete financial transformation in a in a balanced way. So can you talk a little bit more about those twelve steps? Um, sure. You know. What, yeah, and let me let me round out let me round out the background behind these just for half a second. And let me let me dive in and um, share some insights onto those. Um, okay. Um, my. My search for that, um, what I call an extraordinary life, in other words, a life that is, is rich at every level, um, initially led to um, you know, associating myself with successful people, reading a lot, listening to a lot. And then I, I uh, went through a period where I had this strong urge, maybe sort of like what you have right now, Roy, and that is I wanted to actually meet and interview and dive deep into the lives of some of these people. And so um, I very carefully picked, um, I don't remember exactly what the number is, about 50. We'll just use the number 50. But I went and found 50 people who I believed had it all. Some were billionaires, some were multimillionaires, um, some were not millionaires, but were, you know, lived very secure and stable in their lives. Um, And, I, so I went down and sat and interviewed them. And my interviews centered around a couple of things. One was 
I focus a lot of time on the background stuff. In other words, where did they come from or where were critical turning points in their decision-making process? Um, I'm a big believer in the law of the harvest from the standpoint of, you know, you reap what you sow. And, and we all plant seeds. And I, you know, I use the expression that a carrot seed does not look like a carrot. So, like, there's, there's a point in our lives where we do something that's actually the seed of success, but it doesn't look anything like financial wealth or security or happiness. It's like a totally different thing. And I wanted to find what those seeds were, really what the roots were to these people having these extraordinary lives. So I dug into some of that. Um, and then I went and I spent some time, um, you know, carefully compiling a lot of this information and these notes and these recorded interviews and these ideas and all this stuff. And, yeah, I found out what I said earlier was that people – most of these people had really dynamic transformational periods in their life. And what's interesting, not just once, but on multiple occasions. So in other words, if I could draw this out for you, what you would see is you would see someone that starts off at sort of a flat line in terms of their life experience. And then okay. suddenly, suddenly a dynamic quantum jump happens where they go from you know, making average income, living average happiness, having an average marriage with average health, and all of a sudden there's a there's a fulcrum point, a kind of a tipping point, if you will, and the scale just shoots up, you know, just skyrockets. But so so there's like a, a two to twelve month, six to twelve month period where all of this dynamic change happens, and then they hit a barrier, and then it levels off. And then they go and they live in that barrier. Sometimes they just stay there at that level. And sometimes they come to another point where it's like, oh, man, they start getting itchy and they want to grow again. And the transformation repeats itself. That was a really fascinating pattern to me. I, a, I wanted to know what the tipping point was, that turning point. And B, I want to know what the ceiling was. Like, why did they hit a ceiling and then level off? And then why was it that some people never could pull out of it and other people got itchy and started to grow again and created that transformation? So what I came up with, what I found in all of this was that there was 12 definitive steps or phases that people went through in this process. And all of these 12 elements were there with everybody that I interviewed and everybody that I studied. I've never seen them not there. Um, and so um, – you know, it was really it was really a powerful experience for me to go through and see. And what was interesting, the people that leveled off, when they leveled off, they would drop one of the twelve steps. And specifically, and we can talk, we can dive into this one if you. I, I mean, I I don't know that we have time to go through all twelve of them, but we could yeah, dive I, deep into a couple of them. Well, yeah, let's 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 dive deep. There is there there are a few that I want to ask about specifically. Um, let's and 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 I would rather you know give good coverage to you know maybe three or four versus versus um, versus versus just just glancing over all twelve. Uh, people sure. can come to you if they if 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 they want to learn all twelve. Um, so so is there is is there one that you're thinking of in particular that that seems to be transformational or that that drops off or you know what's what let's explore sure um 
so that was really two questions. So let me address let's address both of those and see where we go. The the first one is okay. is there one of those that's really transformational? Um, in other words, that that starts you know that tipping point that really kicks the scales over and starts moving things up forward. Um, and the answer is yes. Now, the interesting thing about it is is um, I guess I could address this from two points. There is a seed planting phase. So one of these steps is a couple of these initial steps are actually um, planting cycles. In other words, you're sticking stuff in the ground, but you're not, you know, you haven't quite recognized how powerful that is and what that will turn into. And then there, and then there's where it starts to physically show up in your life. So if, you know, I was a third party observer, I would start saying to you like, holy cow, you are a totally different person. You're, I mean, something's different about you. Well, you know, that's the fruit on the tree, and there is a there is a transformational point where that happens. So let me talk about that one for just a minute, okay? Okay. Um, and uh, and if we want, we can go back and talk about one of the transformational seeds. And then I really want to, before we're done, I really want to talk about um, the drop-off point because um, it, it's actually – it's step number eleven is what it is. And okay. when people when people omit step number eleven, what happens is they they have a transformation and then they lose it. <laughs> They're like <laughs> they they and it's really sad. I'm I'm saying it kind of with a chuckle because it's sort of sad, but it's like, you know, it's a sad irony, you know, it's a Shakespeare play all over again. But you know, they have it all. They they've got they've got the the tiger by the tail, the, the world is in the palm of their hand, all those cliches, and then they, like, they forget step number 11, and they lose it all. Or they I, only partially... I, I think I have a hint of what this might be, and I've, I, I, I've seen it happen where, where, where almost... Uh, they almost self-sabotage. Oh, um, yeah. Oh, because, absolutely. Because they've pushed up to that new plateau. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so, we'll get so to that I'm, in a minute. I'm eager. Okay. Let, let me talk about step number four first, because steps one, two, and three are seeds. They really are. Step four okay. is where you start to um, is where stuff physically starts changing in your life. You know, like you know, your spirituality improves, your physical and, and emotional relationship with people around you starts to improve, your money starts to improve, like. This is where, it, you know, everything starts to change. And step number four is what I call um, clearly – actually, I, I didn't mean step number four. Back up. Step number six is the one I'm thinking of. <laughs> Sorry. I'm like, hey, organization sometimes wasn't always my strong point. So let's well, step that's, number that's six. That's why we number them and, 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 that's right, and, that's right. and keep notes. I, I looked down at I looked down at my list. I, I had the right title in my head, and I was like, "Hey, that title doesn't match that step." Okay, step number six. All right, we'll come back to we'll come back to step number four. Because um, step number four and five are really preparatory. Step one, two, and three are seeds. You know, like step four and five are cultivation. Step six is where you start really creating dynamic change. So, okay. so the step number six is what I call high definition action items, and let me just explain this really quick. Um, a lot of us have, uh, I'll talk to people all the time, and they will say to me something like, 
uh, oh, you know, I, I look at my end goals and things that I want to accomplish and this transformation I want to have happen, and it feels so overwhelming. Or I started on that, and, you know, I just, it, I just couldn't manage it all or organize it all. Or, you know, I'm afraid that I'm just not going to be good enough or that I won't be able to accomplish that. Or, you know, any number of those kind of conversations. Um, you know, I tried that for a little bit. didn't work, so, hey, I'm off to the next thing. You know, all of those are conversations that um, actually every successful person that I've ever met has had at one time or another internally inside themselves. They all face the fears. They all are worried about, you know, being too successful or not successful enough. They all come up against where they can't manage their time effectively or they keep doing the same thing over and over and can't seem to break out of the cycle. A lot of people say to me all the time, I want to transform my life, but... I've got this nine-to-five job, and I just can't seem to find the time to do this. Like, where do you fit the time in to do this? And my answer is... Amen. (laughs) All of that, all of those sound so familiar. Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, so my answer to that is step number six. Okay. So Um, these these high-definition action items. Exactly, yeah. You see, um, what most people fail to realize is that a transformation, well, let me me go back and talk about one of the things. Whether we know it or not, a lot of us, um, when we're looking at changing our lives, we're actually thinking about a creation process. Now, a lot of people, you know, especially if you're religious-based, you think of, ah, Genesis chapter 1, you know, God created the earth. And, you know, we think of the word creation sort of as a, like, magic, hocus-pocus, wave the wand, and suddenly, boop, something appears, right? Yeah. If you go back and look at uh, the word and the roots of the word of creation, what you find is it actually doesn't mean bringing something from nothing. It means a reorganization of something, okay? And Hmm. um, so... Essentially, what you're doing when you're transforming your life is you're taking known existing elements, you know, patterns, thoughts, procedures, and you're reorganizing them in a new way, right? You're reorganizing your life in a way that didn't ever exist before, but is you're bringing into existence. You're creating a new you. You're creating a new marriage, a new financial situation, new bank account, a new health. And you're doing that by using things that have already existed, but putting your own unique twist on it. So how do you go about doing that? Well, in my experience, all the super successful people that I've known have taken that and they break it down into very small, basic, fundamental elements. Hence why I call it high definition. You know, uh, Apple has created the retina displays because they've taken and, you know, four, five, six, eight times the amount of pixels that they can squeeze into one tiny little area. They've gotten really granular on how you see things, right? Yeah. Well, when you look at all these tasks, the goals, the transformation, all the different things that you want to have accomplished, the truth is most people have no foggy idea how they're going to get to the end goal. They don't. If they did, they would already have it in their life, right? It's it's and the, it's it's like you have a goal for the year, but all you think about is like what has to get done by the end of the year, not today. Exactly. Yeah. And 
not only just today, but right here in this moment. So yeah. what, what I have done is, um, and, you know, there's variances of this, but what I do is I look back and I just start asking questions. Okay, so I want to make $100,000 in a year. That's, hmm, that's $8,333 in a month. Um, okay, well, how am I going to, how am I going to make, you know, $8,400 this month? Well, um, I don't know. Well, okay, so how am I going to make $1,000 this month? You know, what is it that I can sell? Well, I, I've got an idea that I can sell um, that has to do with blah, 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 or maybe I'm a copywriter. Well, I could write a, I could write a couple of emails to do that. Well, to write a couple of emails, what do I have to do? Well, I have to have someone to buy that. Okay, well, to get that, what do I have to do? And so you start clocking back from your goals and objectives, and this is kind of like you know goal accomplishment 101, but most people don't do it. And I think what difference is that I've seen from truly successful people is they don't stop at the obvious. Like they get down to the minute granular things, and then they create. I now call it my list of six, right? The six important things. And the reason I pick six is because. The mind, I, I've heard it said that the mind can focus on seven to ten things at a given time. In other words, you can kind of store and process seven to ten things at any given moment in your life. And I thought, you know, if, if you had six, then any dummy could do six, right? Like, <laughs> average, person could, average person could do seven. I can focus on six important things. And what I do is um, I, I get all my goals. I put everything down it if if uh, you've ever listened to, like, um, David Allen getting things done, he says, get everything out of your head. I'm a big believer in that. So all of my goals, everything that needs to happen to get one step closer to that goal, I put it all down into, um, you know, an organized system. And then okay. each day I look, I look at that, and, and these, these are, like, these, action, these, are, these are physical action items. Like, it's not... Uh, you know, get in touch with Bob to see if he wants to buy my article. It's find phone number for Bob, you know, if I don't have his phone number. Like any child can do that one little step. It is so granular. It is so simple. When you look at it, you think, of course I can find the number. What? I'm not an idiot. And there's something, <laughs> emo right? I mean, there is something emotional and psychological that happens there to where, you know, or, or find the email or connect with them on LinkedIn or whatever it is. You get it down to the basic, bare bones, most simple physical action item you can do. And when you look at that, Roy, when you look at that yeah. list of very basic things, there's something emotional that happens to you. You say, I can do that. And suddenly your confidence level rises. You, you also say, hey, if I do that, I am one step closer to my goal, my dream. I know because I've tracked it back. I know this is a very important, logical next step, next thing for me to do. And so your confidence level rises. Your courage rises. You're looking fear in the face and going, that's not that big of a deal. So you're destroying your paper demons, like your paper tigers are going away. And yeah. And you, you have the ability to move a little bit closer. Now, in my six things, so I look at my six important things, and I, I just put on there, hey, here's one through six stuff that I want to get accomplished. And I don't say today. I just say I want to get it accomplished. And when one thing comes off, I stick another one on there. 
And so you're, you have this revolving door of six important things. And at any given point, at any given circumstance, at any given place in your life, you can grab that list, whether it's on a smartphone or a piece of paper or a card or your computer or whatever, and you can look at that, and there is a small little step you can take to get one step closer to your goals. And it is incredibly powerful if you just consistently keep these six important things in front of you, these high-definition action items, then you're always one step closer to achieving success. And I have found that getting that granular with your with the things that you need to do is a it kills um, it kills the well I don't, how do you find time to do this because most of these things that you do are so small they can be done within anywhere from one to thirty minutes. It kills the fear factor because they're so simple anyone can take that next step. Or if it's if it's sort of that one step closer that you're sort of afraid of, you can look back and go, man, I've taken all these other steps. This is just one little step closer. And and it, well, it, to, it, 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 go ahead. To translate this into a in, into a different task, just to just to make it feel more tangible. I mean, you and I um, both get part of our income through through copywriting, through writing advertisement, yeah. sales letters. Um, and, and, you know, you can, you can look, look at a project which may contain, you know, a 20-page sales letter and, and five or ten different emails and an order form and, and this and that and everything else, and you can just look at that project as a whole. Or you can, you can break it down using, using the same approach, and it can be as simple as, well, the next section on my sales letter needs to you know, convey this one thought. And so what I need yeah. to do, you know, my, my one action item uh, to, to get one step closer to finishing that is, is to write this section that conveys this one thought. Um, and and that's, that's a far easier thing to think about when you get up in the morning and, you know, you're a little bit tired because, I don't know, your kids didn't sleep well last night or you were out grocery shopping late or both as is the case for me today. And, um, (laughs) (laughs) and, and, um, you know, you can get up and you can make that decision. Okay. Well, I just need to accomplish this. And I'm one step closer to, 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 um, you know, to completion, to success on, on, on this particular item. And that's, it's, it's far easier to make that decision at, you know, at at seven thirty eight in the morning, then then oh, I have to work on that sales letter. Oh my right. goodness, you know. And uh, and it ultimately it can give you momentum for the day to have you know, just just to start by accomplishing that one little granular item. Oh yeah, and um, you get to your proficient, you start to, um, and this is another thing that it does is it drastically ramps up your productivity. You get to where you're proficient. You know, um, you know, you start putting things on there that you know can be knocked out in, you know, two to thirty minutes or whatever, or maybe an hour. And and you stick with that thing until it's done. And you, and you know, if you can get to the point, uh, like I do many times, where I've knocked out my six important things in a in a morning, and then I'm looking around going, okay, I need to rebuild my list. There is so much power in that, and let me tell you one other thing that it does. And this, this is getting a little deeper in the psychology, and I don't want to spend a lot of time here, but it's sort of a lead-in to step number 11 anyway, if we want to go and talk about that next. But um, a lot of us have this um, – we go to a job and we get paid, and um, 
sometimes we have this sense of, you know, I don't deserve all the blessings or the money or whatever I have in my life. And so there's this feeling like, you know, I didn't, I didn't totally earn that or I'm getting away with something. This is really prevalent. I talked to a lot of gurus. And I remember sitting at a conference one day and one of them pulled me aside and he goes, do you ever wonder what, what will happen when they find out that, you know, we're really cons? <laughs> like, like he wasn't really a con, but the way he perceived it, you know, his self-image was that he was out of his comfort zone for the amount of money he was making based on what he was giving, right? Yeah, and, I mean, you you can you can you can be providing people with with enormous value. You can be working as hard as as humanly possible. Uh, to 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 make sure that what you're providing is valuable, everybody can be extremely happy with what you're doing, and yet, you know, some days you just, and often it's the days where you're 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 achieving the biggest success. Some days you just feel like a fraud. Yeah. And yeah. And, and well. And yeah. Let, let me let me just tell you this high definition action system and these six important things that 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 I'm really high on. They eliminate that because emotionally and psychologically, what happens is you have a track record. You have this sense of man, I, you know what, I am giving my all, and I've got proof. Look at this list. I'm giving everything I've got, and when you give that, and when you know you've just drained yourself to the dregs, and you have physical value uh, validation of that, then there's something really powerful that happens inside of you. And instead of feeling like a fraud, you feel you have this sense of confidence. And that confidence attracts other people to you. It allows them to trust you more. and allows them to buy into your stuff more. And it allows you to feel, A, it allows you to accelerate your success. Remember, we're talking about having drastic quantum leaps. And how does that happen? Well, it happens through these kinds of processes, these, you know, and this is one of the steps that you take, but you emotionally start to ramp up to where you have more confidence. People trust you more. Therefore, you're bringing more value into their life. They're willing to accept it more. And when you bring more value into people's lives, of course, they reward you more for it. So it's a, um, it's a solid, tangible reminder that, yeah, you're, you're giving great stuff, and you deserve the success you've got coming. You know, Joshua... Joshua, we could talk about this all day, but the time, you know, that clock is, is spinning <laughs> faster than ever, I swear. So let's let's talk about step 11. And it also sounds like, you know, maybe for folks that, that have achieved quite a bit of success or, or more success than they expected um, that are that are feeling kind of plateaued, you know, whether that's they finally made a six-figure income or they've grown their business to a seven-figure business or, you know, whatever their personal situation is, you know, what is that step 11 that, that causes people to, to stop before that next big move up and maybe how can sure. we move past it? Yeah. Yeah, step number 11 prevent, allows you to both, you know, wherever you're at, it, it's the thing that allows you to keep accelerating forward. So, you know, if you're just beginning the transformational journey, it helps you up. If you are repeating the cycle, it helps you move on. And step number 11 is what I call pain management. Now, <laughs> I, I know in the world of, 
I know in the world of shiny objects and like get rich quick and you know something for nothing and ease of use of the internet and all those kind of things like you know, me talking about pain management is not is not super popular. It's not going to be like you know, maybe <laughs> the but but it's it's the reality. It, it is reality. Now there's two types of pain management. One is the pain of failure because look to to be to have a transformational experience, you have to become somebody different. You can't just do different things. You have to become different. And when you, whenever you become somebody different, you face um, stepping outside of what's, you know, what I call your safe harbor, okay? And I'll, well, I'll explain in, that in just – In becoming somebody different, you're, you know, in a very real sense, you're losing yourself when when yeah. you define self as kind of – this this collection of thoughts, ideas, feelings, and beliefs that that represent who you are. So to become someone different requires you to to lose some of those things that you defined as yourself. Yeah, yeah, very very true. And I, um, you know, as human beings, we don't like that. You know, that feels. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't feel safe. It's like, oh, you know, I'm losing my soul here. I'm losing my identity. And now there's a there's an ambitious part of it. It's a catch twenty two. It's a weird thing because there's this huge ambitious part of us that is always hungering and striving to grow. And then there's this other part of us um, that is like saying, "Hey, don't do anything that's going to threaten our well being and our our welfare and our existence." Because you know if you try that, we're going to stop you. And that's where the pain comes in. And so having having a system that manages that pain and manages that transition of identity, that transformation is really, really important. And that's where the second part of the pain management comes in. And that's the pain of success because, um, you know, there's the anticipation of change and becoming somebody different and successful. And then there's the actual realization of that. Let me give you an example. When I first started copywriting, um, I knew that myself and no, I myself and no one in my family had ever created a six-figure income, never, that I knew of. I guess I had one uncle that had, and but I, I had never, um, I didn't know anything about him. I just had heard stories. So I didn't, know if, I didn't know if he was like a myth or if he was actually living and breathing and being okay <laughs> and making, you know, he was making a good, solid income. So the first year in my copywriting career that I hit six figures, uh, I'm, I distinctly remember the day when I realized this and it like, it tweaked me out. I, I, I felt, I felt suddenly insecure. I felt like I had been a fraud. I felt like, you know, all these kind of things. And, and I throttled back. I had, I had this enormous momentum going. I probably, my second year could have made uh, two or 300,000, but I throttled back. I could not, I did not emotionally know how to handle the wealth. And, um, it was really hard for me. And so I sabotaged a few clients and, you know, I, I like <laughs> did a bunch of dumb stuff and uh, I, I quit marketing myself and, you know, kind of started lazing around half the stupor of thought and like being depressed. And it was really a weird year. It was very weird um, because I, I didn't have a system for managing the pain of success. Um, so how much time do we have? Like, can I give a couple of tangible things they can do to manage these things really quick? 
Yeah, well, I I, I want to save a little bit of time to talk about where listeners can go if if they're really feeling uh, a connection to to what it is you're talking about and would like to learn more from you. So, okay, you know, maybe let, maybe let, five let me, minutes for for okay, a quick example. Let, let me just yeah, sure. Here's 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 a one word. You know, if we if we drill down to pain management systems, there's one word that will help maybe more than anything else, and that is the word to notice, okay, if you notice. Now, notice. what I mean by notice, <clears throat> yeah, what I mean by okay. notice is um, most people go through these cycles of pain and sabotage themselves and are totally unconscious of it. They're totally unconscious of it. Or they, they uh, it, and when you're unconscious of it, you're just feeling the pain, you have this knee-jerk reaction where you start saying, I'm never going to do that again, and you're pounding your fist on the table. And when you do that, your, your system responds with added force. Remember, you reap what you sow. So if you, like, you know, adamantly and doggedly say, that's never going to happen again, it's like the alcoholic saying, I'm never going to take a drink again. And they, they don't look at any of the underlying currents. They're just, you know, putting their foot down. They're going to have willpower not to do this, Right. Like, hopefully yeah. this sounds familiar to some people because this is what people do, <laughs> right? And, yeah, and, I think it sounds familiar first, to everybody. Yeah, what's the first thing people – the first thing the alcoholic that says that does is they go and get a drink, right? Because now they're stressed out and they got to solve the stress, so they go drink. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> hey, instead of doing that, you have to be aware of – you have to notice and just be aware. And you have to have someone you're aware to, and you just go – when you start being observant of when you're starting to feel that stress and the anxiety and the frustration and the feelings of like, I'm not worthy of this. If you will just turn to someone you love and respect or write in your journal, it both ways work and you just go, I noticed today I started feeling a lot of anxiety about my success or I noticed that I was very frustrated about not getting that contract or whatever it is. Okay. And if you will notice what happened, no, oh, I was I was going to say in addition to a journal, in addition to a journal to have somebody who you really trust that you can have that open conversation with, um, mm-hmm. and maybe it's a friend that you chat with online, and maybe you know that yep. you may have met somewhere, or maybe it's it's your spouse, or maybe it's somebody else, uh, a mentor, or or somebody in a mastermind group, um, to be able to have that conversation and to express that to them. I, I have found through personal experience is, is very valuable as well. But, sorry, continue. Yeah. I was just saying, what it emotionally does, and then we'll, then we'll wrap up. It, you know, if people okay. would just start doing this, it'll have a drastic change upon their thought process because two things happen. The first thing you do is you notice the pain and the anxiety, the frustration, the stress. The second thing that you do is you notice that you're surviving through it. Hey, I, I'm noticing that I'm having this pain and anxiety, but I'm also noticing I'm actually okay. When you verbalize that, it reprograms your mind to be okay with what you're going through. You know, um, and, and there's a huge psychology and there's a whole background of that, but just let's just leave it there. You notice two things. You notice when you're experiencing the pain, stress, and frustration, whether that's a success or failure, and then you notice that you're actually surviving through it. You're, you're okay. Now, if you want to take it one step further, you can also go out and spend time noticing that people that have the success that you want are okay. And I talk a lot about that 
um, at other places, so we won't go there right now. But, you know, there, there's two specific things you can notice. You notice the pain and the frustration. You notice that you're surviving it. And it reprograms your brain to be okay with it. Yeah, absolutely. Well, it's 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 really interesting. I spent a lot of time studying meditation, and it doesn't matter, you know, what spiritual or religious background you come from. Um, meditation simply, um, <laughs> if, if, to use your words, simply sitting and noticing rather than sitting and having to do something, but sitting and noticing what's going through your head. Um, it is, is incredibly powerful, and 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 I once saw a study of developmental psychology, and it laid out all these different steps of development, and and people that you know moved up. If if you're familiar with Maslow's hierarchy of needs, people that mm-hmm. that moved through towards um, levels of of self actualization and and even beyond that to to kind of self transcendence that you see you know in 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 saints for example um yeah that that they have some sort of meditative or prayer practice which is largely uh the process of 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 sitting and noticing and it's yep. just as valuable you know what you're talking about here it's just as valuable in business or in family life or uh, really wherever uh, to be able to sit with yourself and notice what it is you're thinking about and um, you know highly highly recommended and and this makes perfect sense to me um, yeah. you know no matter what angle you come to it this is a this is a huge lesson in life and and learning to be at peace with the world no matter whether it's success or failure that you're experiencing. So let's let's talk. You have a new project. Um, it's, I, I do. It's the the Boswell Report. Uh, so That's right. I, I I want you to share with with uh, my listeners what the Boswell Report is. Well, in a summary, it's it's a. Um, I, I really started the Boswell Report as a uh, a storehouse of all of this. Uh, experience and knowledge and interviews and you know it's, it's just a, a collection place in a very organized systematic way of all this stuff that I've been learning and it really stems from this incredible passion that I have for helping other people have it all to go through that transformational process to be okay with it not to pay too much for their money but to like you know rise up in their levels of success whatever that means for them but to enjoy that success at every level of their life, spiritually, physically, temporally, emotionally, with their health, their friendships, you know, all these different aspects of our life. And this really is a, a repository. The, the, the Basel Report is a repository of the different systems and practices um, that I've seen that work really well for that. It's also, it's also a community where we gather and collect different opportunities for each other. So in that sense, um, you know, we share opportunities, whether they're money-making opportunities or career-changing ideas, um, you know, different, different ways that people can create, um, you know, success at every different level of their life. And um, there's a lot of focus on business development. There's a lot of focus on marriage and family and relationship development, people skills, a number of different things. But that's essentially what it is. It, it, it um, you know, at the heart of it is this, 12 transformational steps that I've developed and everything kind of spins off from there. But 
um, I, I record. I sat down and recorded a summary of each of the twelve steps, and um, shared with people, you know, specific tangible action items they can do with every single one of the steps in order to start to realize that transformation in their life, to see that tipping point, that quantum growth period of their life start to happen. So that's what the Basel Report is. Wow. Well, you know, before before we share with listeners where they can go to to learn more about that and and, and to try it out, um, I I just want to say that that I'm continuously impressed by you, um, not only by the success that you've achieved, but you know, Joshua, every every time that I speak to people who've been around you, who've learned from you, who have who have, you know, followed your lead in creating transformation in their lives. Uh, there's, there's nothing but, but, but awe, admiration, and, and gratitude for the work that, that you do. And, you know, I, I, I know many of your, uh, many of the folks that you've interviewed actually to, to, mm-hmm. to come to some of these conclusions. And, and I know that they all hold you in incredibly high regard as well. Um, so if, if listeners would like to get uh, more information on the Boswell Report to, to, to try it out, they can go to livewithroy.com slash Boswell, and that's all lowercase, B-O-S-W-E-L-L, livewithroy.com slash Boswell, and it will take them to a page where they can listen or excuse me, read more about about what you have to offer, and and uh, there's a few bonuses thrown in that, that you haven't mentioned here. Um, so I encourage you as a listener uh, to go go check that out. Again, that's livewithroy.com/boswell, B-O-S-W-E-L-L, all lowercase. So uh, with that, Joshua, thank you very much uh, for for being on this Live with Roy interview and for, for sharing your wisdom with, with my listeners. And um, I really hope that they got as much out of it as I did. I feel like from my notes, I have, I have a few changes that I want to make in, in my processes today um, that I'm certain will, will, will help me achieve uh, some of the goals that I'm creating for myself for the next 12 months. Awesome. Well, it's been a, Great pleasure. Thank you, Roy. I appreciate it very, very much. So, All right. Well, thank you, for thank you everyone, for, for listening to uh, another Live with Roy interview with, with Joshua Boswell. Hey there, this is Roy Fur, and I just want to say thank you for tuning in to another Live with Roy interview. If you haven't already joined us, I encourage you to drop everything and go to www.livewithroy.com. Join us today and you'll get first priority notification when new interviews are posted and ready for you to listen. This is the single best way for you to get access to all the new interviews I post with the world's leading experts on information marketing and publishing, internet marketing, copywriting, selling, business success, and a whole lot more. I'll even send you a free gift by email right away when you join now. It costs you nothing but your name and email address, and the content you'll get could be transformational to your life and business. All you have to do is go to www.livewithroy.com and join us now. Again, that's www.livewithroy.com. Thanks again for listening. I'll talk to you again soon.